This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. One, two pitch. Gets away. Here comes O'Neal. He will score, and the Cardinals win it. A wild pitch, and Tyler O'Neal scores the winning run. It's a final in 10 innings. The Cardinals win it 4-3. to three. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. I'm on Twitter at Joe0670. My co-host today, Chris Ranji, at Chris Ranji on Twitter. Sports bettors, are you ready? Download the PointsBet app now and use our code Daily to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. When you bet with PointsBet, you get faster bets, faster withdrawals, and faster rewards at your fingertips. Download the app now to experience this premium sportsbook for yourself. And don't forget to sign up with code Daily to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So... Are you ready? Uh, Raji, we're back to a full slate of Major League Baseball. Did uh, did baseball happen yesterday? You know, I had three monitors in the basement, and they were on three different versions of the NFL draft. <laughs> Instead of putting, like, Cubs and or Sox on one of them, I just I had ESPN, NFL Network, and then the ABC broadcast as well. Well, uh, Joe, I am hosting Hit and Run on the score on, Again? Sunday, mor- on Sunday morning. I guess I don't know what Spiegel's doing. Uh, maybe he's back on the Cubs broadcast, but I had to keep an eye on the Cubs and the White Sox yesterday, and uh, the Sox swept the doubleheader, and the Cubs won their game against the Braves, so it was, it was a good Chicago baseball day, so I do know that happened. Okay. Uh, otherwise, it was all draft. Yes, absolutely. And it, and it was the first time in a long time that I felt more interested in the draft than I did in actual baseball games that were happening in the moment. You know, like you normally I'm yeah. like, hey, baseball's live action is happening. I'll watch the games. I'm more interested in the games. Um, but it was draft night. And this draft was so intriguing that I mm-hmm. couldn't look away from it. There's a ton of drama. The one thing that really pops to me today is you look at the standings. Do you know the longest winning or losing streak in Major League Baseball right now? The longest winning or losing streak right now. I know that recently the A's had like a 12-gamer win streak. Um, no. Uh, the Gi- Is it the Giants? Do they have a win streak going? The length. The length is what I'm looking for. Oh, oh. Five games? Two. Okay. I'm saying the longest winning streak in Major League Baseball is two wins. The longest losing streak is two wins. Two losses. Mm. Isn't, that, isn't that weird? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's hard I, to do. 
yeah, I, I guess it is right now that everything seems to be like this season. Everything really is is kind of up in the air. And I know we're not even well, I guess today is the final month of the or final day of the month. Right. April 30th. Um, yeah, I don't think for Saturday in May. I don't think we know a ton for sure yet, except the Dodgers are the Dodgers and they are they're awesome. Um, I think we knew that was going to happen and I know they're not even in first place in their division right now, but they're still the best team in that division, but yeah. everything else, what, what, I mean, what do you really know? Um, what, are the Giants what, what we do know is after one month of baseball that the majority of the league is the middle blob when over the last few years, yeah. the big narrative across Top heavy. major league baseball was, is the haves versus the have nots. Right. Yes, the Dodgers are the best team. Run differential backs that up as well. But so far, that has not played itself out, that uh, it's the haves and the haves not. Okay, we're best team, Dodgers. Worst team, Tigers. But a lot of the rest, it's close to the middle. Yeah, this is a, this is a very I, – I don't know if you can call it mediocre when most people are involved in the mediocre – but but how else do you define it? Because there's so much there's so much parity right now. And I think you're going to see a lot of teams start to drop off as we get into May. We get to the late part of May. We get to that 60 game mark that we always talk about. The Royals are going to drop off from where they are atop the central division in the AL. They're they're not going to win that division. I think you're going to start to see. The Dodgers move ahead of the Giants by the time you get to the end of May. And it's they're only <laughs> they got to put some wins right together, man. I they I can't believe I got scared. I had weak hands yesterday. I'm on with Horvat. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be following the game, but I really want to bet on the Brewers to beat the Dodgers. He's like, don't do it, don't do it. I didn't do it in the end. I, I thought there were reasons to believe that the Brewers were going to win, and they somehow did. LA can't mm -hmm. put it together right now with the last week and a half that's the weird thing about baseball when i end up betting sometimes it's just gut yeah you know what i mean it's just like i got a feeling about today because if you if, if you always bet based on well he's the best starter so therefore he's going to win this game today if if that's the way you do it every single time there are going to be times that you lose those because baseball is odd and just every now and then you get this feeling like, I, I think they're going to get to a bullpen today. I think this team is going to get a strong start from this guy who hasn't had one yet all year. We talked about Carlos Martinez um, on Friday of last week before his start, remember? And I said, there's the danger for the other teams that Carlos, who's been underwhelming for quite a few years now, we're going on like probably two, three years, he's been underwhelming. Um, Martinez ends up having a really good game. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. there's always that danger that he busts out and just does really well on a particular day because he's got that kind of stuff. And that ended up happening last week. Even if you're going against the Dodgers, there's there's really no reason to be scared to go against any team. No matter what, the, I mean, we just saw Degrom lose straight up again. Mm -hmm. like, he gets it, no run support. It's it's no, like historically it's, bad. It's it bothers me as a fan of the game. Like, I don't care about the Mets at all. I don't care if they succeed or not. But that really bothers me, even though it shouldn't impact me in any way. And I know the voters don't care about the wins anymore when it comes to the Cy Young Award. But my goodness, why can't you win a game when that dude's on the mound? Well, Joe, there was a guy that we, when we covered locally, um, both the White Sox and the Cubs, 
there was a guy that fit this bill and fan graphs just wrote about this talking about Degrom and the the terrible lack of run support that again is historically bad jose quintana was on the other end of that as well he when, when he was with the white Sox, in fact the fan graphs did the piece and i think he was like fourth or fifth on the list of uh, games that he should have won but didn't win because his team around him could not score runs. And DeGrom is going through that right now, worse than just about anybody in the last 20 or 30 years. As you're right. You're, it was ridiculous. It's so bad. We were working those socks pre- and post-game shows. It was day after day, one run, two run, one, yep. zero, zero, one. It was, it was insane. All right, as far as the games today that we do like, looking at the top half of the card – I'm going with a team in the NL Central. I'm looking at the Cubs-Reds matchup in Cincinnati. Pitching matchup is Jake Arrieta going against the lefty Wade Miley. Cincinnati is a slight favorite here. Slight favorite. Minus 121. Oh, so it's been moving up this morning. Minus 121, and the Cubs are plus 112. The total is 9. Arietta has his issues with this Reds lineup. Last 71 plate appearances, he has a 6-3-6 FIP against him. And Wade Miley, a lot of success against the Cubs. Um, recently, they're hitting 212 against him. He has a 287 FIP, only a 641 OPS. Guys like Rizzo, bad against Miley. Now, probably not a big surprise, lefty lefty, but he's three for 23 in his career against Miley. Baez has had his issues. I like the I like the Reds rather as a, as a pretty short favorite here. I like Cincinnati. Yeah, I do too. And I also like the under nine in this. And I know that's counterintuitive to what you just said about uh, Arietta having his struggles against the Reds, the Cubs. And I know you gave those numbers lately. Overall, they have not been good against Miley. I think they've hit 137 as a team versus him and that's almost in a that's almost in a in a hundred at bats and you know again that could change any day but the over under is 9. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty comfortable going with the under at 112 in a game like this today. And and again you're you're see we're we're talking about starters like Arietta who just he has that potential on any given day to just to to bear down and be really good. And I could mm-hmm. see that happening in Cincinnati. I think you might have a lower scoring game uh, in that ballpark. I was looking at this Atlanta-Toronto matchup with a pair of lefties, Drew Smiley, going up against Robbie Ray. And uh, earlier this morning, right before the show started, a line was not posted for right. some reason. And now it is. The first thing I wrote down and I circled was over. But now it's inflated at 10 and a half. I Uh-oh. didn't think they, they were going to post a number that high at 10 and a half. Man, Smiley bad against Toronto. He has a 787 fifth. They're hitting over 300 against him. And Ray has not been very good against Atlanta. Same deal. They're hitting 326 against him, a 635 fifth. Uh, we could see some scoring in this one, but I don't know that I'm going to go over 10 and a half. Yeah, I don't think I do that either. I think I'm 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 hitting the under on this for today, but uh, there are two matchups in particular, two batter pitcher matchups to be looking out for. George Springer has just 11 at bats against uh, Smiley. He's five for 11 with a couple of bombs, so it's like an 1800 OPS. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty good. And Ronald Acuna has just three at bats against Ray. You know what his numbers are? Two for Go three. Ahead. Two for three, both hits are home runs. 
Wow. So, uh, just be just be watching out for those two today. I'm still going to go under. I think ten and a half is a really high number. It's 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 not like it's uh, Atlanta impossible. hits lefties. They do, and, and they hit lefties to a great extent. They're one of the best in baseball at hitting lefties this season, which which is a reason that that I would pause on this. But I don't think it's enough for me to 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 not take the under. I I still like the under ten and a half. Starts low scoring. If you're watching, if you're monitoring what's happening tonight, Major League Baseball, something that you might want to jump in with a live bet. Miami, Washington. Pablo Lopez going up against John Lester. The Marlins are minus 133 favorites. Washington plus 122 dogs. Total of eight. I think you have to look to the uh, Miami side here. What do you think? I, I uh, Let's see. I, I, first of all, Lester was not the original starter. I think it was Joe Ross. Who was, who was it wasn't started. up early this morning. Okay, yeah, that's so, why. so that's why they, they had him uh, slotted in. Lester was activated from the COVID list. This is going to be his first start this Ooh. season. So that's the only thing. I don't know if I like that. However, I like Washington against Lopez because they hit him pretty well. At least they have so far. Not a ton of at-bats. It's only 46, but there's an 1123 OPS. Um, however, as you mentioned, Miami does hit, uh, lefties fairly well. So I, uh, this one, this one, I don't really like just because it is the first start for Lester, but I think I'd make a lean toward Miami in this game just because of that. Cause I don't know how deep he's going to go in the game. Ronji, we have a minus three fifty favorite today. Yankees against yes. the Tigers minus three fifty. Garrett Cole against Scooble. Uh, Tigers stink. Negative forty-eight run differential. Mm-hmm. Sec- second worst is negative twenty-two. They're negative forty-eight. That's how bad they are. Can we make a case? Uh, is there uh, anything to say here? First five full game. Anything on Tigers? The the only thing I would say is Hicks and Judge are day to day. Don't know if they're going to play today. So that could be in Detroit's favor if they are banged up or unable to go altogether. Um, so that could be something in their favor. But Cole is so good, man. He's punched out 50 this year. I know. He's already struck out 50 dudes. That's a that's that's really tough. Um I I don't know. I can't do it. I, I mean, yeah. I, I see what you're talking about, and and yeah. On any given day, a baseball team can beat a starter they're not supposed to beat. It happens all the time. Maybe with the number being as inflated as it is, you put a little bit down on Detroit. It's at plus 315, them as the underdog. And that's overall. That, that That's for the entire game. They're plus 290 if you want to go first five. But I don't know if you want to do that. But on the other hand, Miguel Cabrera's out for, for Detroit. So they don't yeah. have that. Yeah, probably best to stay away. Yeah, I don't I don't think I like it. I find myself betting on Houston a lot, and it's McCullers against Yarborough for Tampa Bay. Astros are not favored by that much, and Yarborough's been pretty bad against the Strohs, and Houston yep. hits lefties well. Should we look at Houston? Yeah, look at Houston. They got a 904 OPS against Yarborough. I think I'll take that in a minute. 
All right, that's Chris Ranji. I'm Joe Ostrowski. How about some of the later games? We'll get to the second half of today's MLB card. This is BetQL Daily. Keep it locked into the BetQL Audio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yankees are in at the corners. And Mullins is swinging away. In the air to left center. Is it deep enough? Hicks makes the catch. Here comes Arias, and the Orioles win it on a sacrifice fly from Mullins. 4-3 final for a series split with the Yankees. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Ostrowski and Chris Ranji, we are live on 1430 The Bet in Denver, 105.9 FM, HD2 in Chicago, 93.1 FM, HD3 in Los Angeles. So in Denver, they're freaking out. Like, wait, Soon to be home of Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, in Chicago, they're freaking out. We, we got Justin Fields, I think, <laughs> yeah. for the first time in my life, my grandfather's lives, you know, all our ancestors. The, the Bears may have figured out the quarterback position. And then in L.A., I don't know, are they Rams fans? They're just chilling. They don't care. They got that Malibu home, and they didn't even have any picks. <laughs> yeah, like... they don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a nice house. Maybe there's some people listening that are 49ers fans. They're like, I hope they picked the right one. I, I wonder if Mac Jones would have fit perfectly into Kyle Shanahan's offense or is Justin Fields going to be the better quarterback? Joe, is there a quarterback that wouldn't fit with Kyle Shanahan and whatever he right. wants to do? Yeah, yeah. If exactly. if, if there's a – I mean, he's not the only one. I, I also think that um, uh, the Rams coach we're talking about, Sean McVay, is somebody else who will be able to figure out what to do with their quarterback, um, whoever I, uh, it is, unless yeah, it's Jared I, Goff. My reaction to the third overall pick in Trey Lance was I will trust Kyle Shanahan's quarterback evaluation yeah. over PJ Fleck, the Minnesota <laughs> head coach, who never offered, never, he's a Minnesota kid, never offered, did, didn't want anything to do with him, didn't want him to be the quarterback for the Minnesota Gophers. Not only did he not want anything to do with him, he yeah. referred to him as what, an athlete instead of a quarterback? He's, and, he's and so strange. Yeah, and yeah. and he believes that PJ Fleck actually hurt his recruiting because of that, because of that change of his status from quarterback to quote athlete. And you know, when you do that and you're coming out of high school, that's kind of a big deal uh when yeah. it comes to recruiting. So yeah, um I think I would absolutely trust Kyle <laughs> over PJ. There were people pushing back at me like, oh, Shanahan's so overrated. He's not uh, so great. I'm like, okay, yeah, g- give me the long list of offensive minds that are better in the NFL right now than Cal Shanahan. Please. It's ridiculous. I mean, McVay's close, yeah. but Shanahan's yeah. just, he's he's good, man. Like he's easily it, top five. If you put a competent quarterback in any of their possessions, they're going to do well, and they're, they're going to figure something out with an offense, regardless of who it is. Uh, when you were talking about Garrett Cole, it had me thinking, do we already know the AL Cy Young and NL Cy Young award winners? So I was motivated to take a look on the PointsBet app. Garrett Cole is a favorite, 
as he should be. He's plus 270. Bieber, the second favorite, Uh-oh. going in going tonight. We'll get to mm-hmm. that at plus 350. Glass now plus 500. I'm wondering if there's some value in Colet, almost three to one here today. But uh, but what else is notable? Degrom, he's even money now. He's plus 100. What? Yeah, after what he did the other day. Oh man, plus 100. He's a well, what, do you know what he? What was he before that? Do you know? Uh, Dylan Burns, big Mets fan, help me out here because he Dylan was talking about betting him. But what was he before the season? I, yeah, he was mm. plus one fifty. I don't remember before, before the season. He was like three to one or something like that. Okay, which if he stays healthy, it's his. That's right. it. Yeah, it's just a matter of staying healthy. There's not going to be. Well, I mean, we were talking about Corbin Burns for a while, but I think that one start set him back a lot. And we're we're the sample size guys. We're trying not to overreact to one month of baseball. Mm-hmm. But as long as they stay healthy, we might know the two winners. Yeah. Well, well, the thing about Degrom is there's a track record, and you know he's good, and he could very easily end up being the Felix Hernandez finish 500 with your pitching record, and and still win the award. And traditionally, it's been very difficult to win the Cy Young if you're 500 as a pitcher, but. Now that we're getting smarter as baseball fans and we understand the pitcher's wins loss record is really silly to look at because most of the time it isn't their fault mm-hmm. uh, or a lot of the time it isn't their fault for DeGrom. It absolutely is one of those cases. It just, it isn't his fault. His record isn't gaudy. Raji, I just mentioned Shane Bieber on the bump today at the White Sox against Dallas Keuchel. Mm-hmm. The Indians are minus 139 favorites. The total is only... Six seven. and a half. Oh, it's six oh, and a half now? Seven? No, it's got to be seven. It must have moved up. Okay. because This morning it was six and a half. Well, it might still be six and a half. Let me go back and check. No, it's six and a half. It is I think I'm taking, yeah. When it was a seven, I saw it at seven last night. Even when it was seven, I was willing to go over. I'm I'm more than willing to go over now. Because Does, and, Didn't and it's it not, surprise you? Didn't it surprise you their numbers? Well, not be, well because Bieber's pitching. That that's the only reason it's so low. But I'm saying his numbers against the Sox, and conversely, Keuchel against the Indians, like they, they haven't dominated either of them. No, but but Bieber's getting better, and mm-hmm. I I, I uh, whatever luck the White Sox have had against him, I'm not so sure that continues. As good of an offense as they actually are, Shane Bieber is is awesome. A, a 2.48 ERA. Um, his strikeout to walks, it's 57 to 13 this year, which is, I mean, that's, that's, that's really good. Um, uh, Keiko, I wanted to look at the strikeout props. I don't know if they are out and actually they are okay. They, they are, they're finally out. Here's the strikeout pitcher, uh, the, the pitcher props for Bieber. It's nine and a half. And the, the under is the favorite of minus one forty. <laughs> Overs uh, plus 105. Eh, I don't know if I'm touching that. Dallas Keuchel doesn't really have much of a strikeout rate. He's he's not really good at that. It's really low. He's only had five strikeouts in his last 16 innings. The number set for him is three and a half, and the under is the favorite. I I have to go over there. You have really? to. Don't you? I don't know about that. Again, I, he's he's got... Five total strikeouts in his last 16 innings. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, I get, yeah. People are going to bet the over. They know that. 
Well, that's, yeah, that's why the you're number right. is. But no, you're right. He's gone over three and a half once this year, and it was his first start of the season. Right, and uh, Cleveland doesn't strike out a ton. And he They're, had two two against them on April twelfth in five innings. So yeah. yeah, no, you're probably right. The natural reaction is to see a low number like that, and then take and the you over. Go, you go over three and a half, but I would look at over six and a half for the game. Agree. Absolutely. I, when it was seven, yeah. when I saw it at seven, I was willing to go over. And my thought process is if it hits right at seven, you know, worst case, you don't lose. Right. So I'll go ahead and take the over six and a half for that one. I could see uh, Bieber having a really good night tonight and the White Sox, um, you know, struggling to score, but Cleveland not having that much trouble against Keuchel. want to see if you agree with me on an underdog here. Kansas City is a dog to Minnesota. So Minnesota finally won, and the uh, long losing streak ends here. But Michael Pineda has been horrendous against <laughs> the Royals. Just horrendous. They're hitting 377 and 958 OPS against him. Are you kidding me? And, and they're the underdog? I have to go with Kansas City. Yeah, I think I do too. And here's the thing. Pineda... He did give up five runs against Pittsburgh, a team that's just not very good at all. Jeez. However, however, yeah. he was he was pretty good against Boston and Milwaukee, and he was good against Seattle as well. So it's the only thing that gives me any sort of, of pause in this one. The one play I was looking at was the under, was it eight? The last time I saw it, is it still at eight? Because if it is, I'm willing to go with the under eight at minus 105. Um, for the game total uh it's down to seven and a half okay no i don't know if i like that as much okay uh i like casey uh, like yeah, yeah well, i like casey i like them at plus 116 to win outright um yeah now i'm leaning more toward that than i was the total because the total okay. looked more attractive to me when it was at eight at the under and now i'm not so sure any of these other night games we have not hit on that you like yeah, um, I really like Baltimore in Oakland. I like them a lot. They're a pl- plus 116 uh, underdog in this game. John Means is pitching, and Means has been really good so far this season. Uh, okay. 15 strikeouts in his last 13 innings. Mike Fires is making his first start for the A's. He was originally going to be in the bullpen, or at least that's what they told him, um, but now they're putting him in the rotation, an ERA of 458. I think at minimum what I might do here is go first five at plus 100 for Baltimore. Um, both bullpens are comparable, and and I I have a feeling that at least while Means is in the game, Oakland's going to be ahead, or I'm sorry, Baltimore's going to be ahead of Oakland. So I, I really like that underdog line for them. I, maybe people are underrating John Means. Yes, that's what that's what it is. They they don't realize that he has a one five zero ERA after five starts. Yeah, the dude's been good, and you've got a a, a decent uh, sample size here. You know, again, five starts is five starts. It's not the most in the world, but it's not nothing either. Oakland, Yankees, Red Sox. Those are some good lineups. The three yeah. of the teams he's faced. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I, I like it. I okay. really do. All right, very good. I'm uh, tempted to take Arizona and Bumgarner against John Gray in Colorado. Arizona, slight favorite, minus 
121. It's just it's just a lean for me, noticing that uh, Colorado has really struggled against lefties so far this season. They have struggled against lefties. However, Gray has been um, really good. Three of his last four starts have been quality. So it pushes me toward Colorado in the first five to yeah. uh, at minus 105. So I feel pretty good about him. I feel good about the early part of the game. And then, you know, who knows what will happen after that. But after Bumgarner had that seven-inning no-hitter slash not-no-hitter, did they ever mm-hmm. determine if it was officially a no-hitter? Or did they, they say said no? There's, it's going to go in the record book, this record book that I've never seen. It's going to go down in the record book. I think it just – I forgot how, how John Heyman tweeted it. Under some sort of accomplishment Okay. Tab. I don't know. Do they still print these books out? I don't know. I don't know, I don't, what, this, I don't I don't even, know what any of it means. Joe, what's paper? I don't know. I, I don't know. Is yeah. that a thing anymore? But but otherwise, he's got a 631 ERA. He hasn't been good except for that last start. I'm not expecting that to continue. So San Francisco is third in run differential, and you Darvish is a minus 200 favorite. He's really good. That's tough. That's tough. Maybe yeah. we'll hit it. Uh, on uh, the lightning bets later on we'll get back to the nfl draft and how you should take a look at nfl futures now that round one is a wrap simon hunter from the action network will drop by it's joe ostrowski and chris ranji keep it locked into the betql audio network